Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Makes me snug. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Driven to the gap in the left center. It stays in the ballpark. A high carom off the wall. And that's going to empty the bases. A three-run double for C.J. Crone. And it's seven to nothing. A deep drive to left field. Deep to the corner and gone. A home run for Buxton. Again on two strikes. Those highlights courtesy of Fox Sports North. It is Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500 and the Score North mobile app. We'll talk some twins with Roy Smalley, the former twin himself and now part of the Fox Sports North broadcast at 420. As we do each and every Tuesday, we'll have some reckless Wolves speculation coming up at 5 o'clock and wrap with Roycey before we get out of here at 5.40. But uh, start the day off with the uh, Kimbrel and Keiko watch as... Both those free agent pitchers still unemployed, have not signed with any Major League Baseball teams as of this moment. We talked with Dan Hayes on the Score North First Place Twins show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, earlier today. And uh, he said that they're still waiting for better offers, or at least that's the assumption that he feels like he has to make because neither guy has signed on a date when... They both could have been signed by now, and no team would have lost the the draft compensations that they would have. Okay, lost. before we get into some of the latest reports here, who do you think has the leverage at this point? So I think everyone was waiting for this this draft day one deadline to come around, right? So that uh, and we got into it yesterday for ten minutes during a segment, just how complicated it is. But now that this deadline is passed and teams don't have to give up a a valuable asset, they're just paying money now. What is the next checkpoint? What is you know, if if Craig Kimbrell, let's just use Craig Kimbrell, if he wants X amount and teams are offering less than X amount, what will have to happen for a team to go up to X amount? Are we just are we going to sit here now until the trade deadline if they don't sign this week? Like, what is the thing that's going to push a deal over the edge? At some point in time, it's just too late, though. Right. Here, here's what, what we discussed, and I now believe to be absolutely true. And and it's where agents and representation become a problem. If you recall, Phil, there was a report in the spring at some point in time that Kimbrell was prepared to sit out the entire year, right? And then his agent came out and said, oh, no, no, that's not the case. But all of the incentive to do that and make that point is the agent who is therefore forfeiting his potential commission off that contract if Kimbrell do, does not play. There's a real chance that Kimbrell just said, you know what, I got a ton of cash here, screw it. 
And, of course, his guy would, would go back and say, well, that's not true because the extrapolation is if he doesn't play, I don't get paid. But to your question, I think the ball is firmly in the court of the teams right now. I think the teams have, because these guys haven't pitched. You can't come to me and say, I got to have five years now. You don't don't have, and and what's weird about this is every day that passes, unless you plan on not playing, and you you say, okay, if I don't get exactly what I want for 2019, I will hit the reset in 2020, unless you plan on not playing, the team's got you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see, I guess I don't see where, if, if, if there's five or six teams according to reports, that are all kind of kicking the tires and sniffing around, like the Twins, Brewers, Braves, Yankees, Cubs. There's teams sniffing around, Nationals over here. I'm not seeing where waiting longer gets you a ton more money. Maybe they feel like the closer you get to the trade deadline and the teams that are still in the playoff race, that they'll have more urgency to add as we get closer to the trade deadline, and but you're making less money because it's all these are going to be prorated sure, dealers. Pro you're making rate. less money the, the as the year goes on. Absolutely, but maybe you can you can twist somebody's arm into into giving you the multi into the giving you the multi year deal that you want. But you go look, Craig Kimbrell could put you over the top, could make you a World Series team. You want him for this year, you can have him for this year, but only if you add on two years on top of that. Here's the problem though, and. The, this is where, if that is indeed the strategy, it's incredibly flawed to me. At some point in time here, you're going to go right into the teeth of the trade deadline nearing, and teams are going to say, okay, do I I want to sign a guy, let's say, around July 1, who has not pitched, mm-hmm. or go and trade for, for a guy if I'm a contender? So I need a guy I can trust. So at some point in time, this is not just about a good deal. It's about getting the best possible pitcher. And and let's say it's Kimbrel, Keuchel, bullpen guys A, B, and C who are pitching. If I'm the Twins or, or a team that's actually contending and good, yeah, I'm going I'm going to bite the bullet and give up prospects in, in a trade because the great unknown of Kimbrel and Keuchel is you don't know. Yeah, the other thing too, and this is just like more my my personal thing that's happening here is I've I've sort of put myself there mentally. Like I've put Craig Kimberl in the ninth inning of Twins games now. You've mentally. seen it. You've seen it with your mind's eye. I've been Kimberling out in public. I've been Kimberling at grocery stores. <laughs> How's your like girlfriend I'm, feel about that? She, it's embarrassing. Honey, for I'm, her. Honey, I'm home. Yeah. I mean, I'm at the airport. Is that how you stand in line at the grocery store, just, just your arm over. dangling, yeah. glaring at the glaring at the yeah. checkout person? I mean, I'm coming back. I, I was visiting <laughs> visiting my dad who had a health scare in Phoenix this weekend, and I'm I'm in, in the TSA line, and I have my ID. And I hand my boarding pass over, and I'm Kimberling with my right arm. <laughs> Surprised you're allowed su- on the airplane. It looks very suspicious. It's become a medical condition. For now, me. had I uh, shown odd behavior like that in an airport, I'm getting pulled out of line for sure. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, if, sure. if you Kimberl, yeah. Kimbrel, there's not enough x-ray machines on this earth to get you on that plane. Why is the Arab guy with the long hair yeah. and the beard just dangling his arm over there and staring a hole through me? <laughs> yeah. Can we get 18 TSA folks here? <laughs> ASAP. Yeah. I really think Kimberling can be the new caroling. And you know, instead of showing up and singing Christmas carols at people's houses randomly, I think you just show up and you stare just... into their window with your arm dangling. <laughs> That's right. With a beard. Sounds like a Stephen King book. And a Santa hat with pine tar all over yeah. it. Also, I, w- I might know, too. <laughs> okay, that, You actually might have gone too far. That might have creeped me out.
Got to be honest. You might have creeped me out with that. That's a that's a one step too far. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm thinking too. Well, if I'm the Twins and like the Yankees are in for sure on Dallas Keuchel, that's some of the rumors. I'm on MLB Trade Rumors. Dot com right now, and Judd has a piece on scorenorth.com from this morning, kind of recapping, all right, what's the latest on Dallas Keuchel? And the Yankees and the Yankees and the Yankees are like the team you keep seeing. But if I'm any other team, I'm saying, hey, uh, you've been working on that beard for what, five years? Six years? How long have you been growing that beard <laughs> yeah, for? We talked about, yes. You don't have to shave it here. Yeah. We'll offer you the same money, and you don't have to shave the beard. Just come play for us. Did you hear about Judd's beard troubles on the Twins show today? I did. I missed this. No, <laughs> no. he Judd, might consider himself fortunate. Judd's current beard trouble. No, 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 no. Beard my, my Movember beard struggles. So he apparently back grew, in the day. I mean, I, I lived the Judd Movember years, but here. he said it was painful to shave, and I was like, it's never ever been painful to shave in the history of shaving. Like if you have a relatively new blade, right? Are, like, is Judd one of those uh, you know manly wilderness men who uses a yeah, uses Pick. a Skinner knife. Judd's or? been watching too much Rocky and just uh, any eighties <laughs> action movie and just using a sharp knife Rambo, and just yeah. cutting it off. No, but what he did, he let hair grow on his face for a month, so it got thick, it got long, or whatever. And then, like, you got to trim that down with like some electric trimmers yeah. before you go in with the bick. He just went straight in with oh. the bick, so he was basically pulling hair doing? off his face. I I went cuticle scissors to trim it down a little Can't bit get, and yeah. then bick. Have no, you, you ever seen pictures of Judd in a beard no. during no shave? Oh, I told him about the mustache. I have not. I'm going to show you when right now. I actually now. scared myself. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, the mustache, I scared myself. This, I'll this, show you both of these. Is this just mustache or is this, this beard? This is beard. Okay. Jonathan, have you ever seen these photos? I have. I think I have, yeah, but I don't have. remember them very well. All right. I'm going to I'm gonna show you. I'm going to show you what I'm going to The picture. Be prepared. Be prepared. The, prepared. The, the pointed a finger at me and said, be prepared. <laughs> The picture I'm going to show you would oh, not God. fly in the Yankees clubhouse, just so you know. So this is Judd doing, uh, We, I think this is before you and I were doing a show together, but you and uh, Jeff Dubay used to do these on Channel 45 downstairs. Oh, yes. yeah. uh-huh. And so this is like morning oh, TV show one, yeah. every week. Go on and talk Vikings. And this is during No Shave November, deep into No Shave November. Just describe what you're seeing to the audience. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you see why that hurt to come off? Well, you go in with the trimmers first. Oh, my God. It's Farvian and it's grayness. It is. And it's like, it's dark. Like, it's got like a dark handlebar, like from the mustache going down to the chin. And then everything else. um, It's an awesome look. It's a great look. I like it. It turns sort of red and gray. And it hurt coming off. Yeah, the red red was blood, Joe. But (laughs) but if you... Trim, trim, it, trim it first. If you can find, if you can find the Movember picture of me just with the stash, that's second. what I told Rami. I said you can't be prepared. Becky, have you ever tried to pull off just the stash? Those pictures are on Google too. We are had two, two years of Movember here. It was awful. Yeah, Jonathan, you ever gone with just a stash, buddy? I can't grow regular facial hair. <laughs> I ain't trying mustache. Come on. I'm sorry. I gotta find this. Give me, give me like thirty Phil's seconds. Lines. Talk Those amongst yourselves. On Google too. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. Hold on. No, I'm. Every I'm time Google. I do shave, whatever does decide to grow, I leave the stash until last, just to just joke to around. Yeah. yeah, and it's terrible. It's it's not a look that really anybody can pull off no. in 2019. It's just which not. is why it make which is why it's really baffling that Chris Collinsworth kid on ESPN decides to try and do it. You're right. Hold on, Chris Collinsworth's kid? That's his kid, this yeah. real skinny kid w- with a weird mustache. It's not awful, but it's... I don't on think NFL I've seen Live. him. It's not attractive. I don't think I've seen him. I can't find the mustache. Yeah, he's sort of blondish. You, God dang it. You've seen him. You you have. You just don't 
he's, he's not, on there all the time. Yeah, you're not going to remember him. Okay, I'm, be, I'm seeing if I can. Oh, oh, here's Pelissero with his mustache, and I've got like a Fu Manchu. Okay, the Fu Manchu Judd. I remember this. Okay. Yeah, show, show us the Fu Manchu. Manchu. Okay, Judd looked like a Bosnian what? warlord. Yes, yes. I look like I just killed three people, and it didn't bother me a bit. There it is. <laughs> Hold on. Here's Pelissero. Here's to- Tommy with the with the mustache. Where he, he looks you know, like he just sold a ton of cocaine to somebody. <laughs> to you, actually. And, it looks like a drug deal look, just went down. And I look like... <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Touche. But you kind of look like a, uh, oh. a a slightly older version of uh, Big Cat from the Barstool Network. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like if, rock that Fu Manchu. Yeah, it's it's like if the rest of the Barstool Sports and Pardon My Take documentary went the wrong way. Like Judd is the, <laughs> Judd is the after picture. In these photos. Hold on a second here. I think I just found it. I love how Kimberl and Keichel watch turned into, look how creepy Judd looked with facial hair a few years ago. Well, I was trying to explain to to Rami today on the show, the twins show, how bad it looked. And I said the beard was sort of bad, but the mustache was frightening. You keep looking up photos here. We we got a call here. And if you want to chime in, we're... uh, we're, we're waiting for Craig Campbell to sign and take the Twins to a World Series is pretty much what we're doing right here. We'll talk to Roy Smalley shortly. 651-646-8255. Mackie and Judd with Rami and Randy in Cottage Grove. What is happening, Randy, in Cottage Grove? Well, first of all, uh, Chris Collinsworth, I don't know what you're talking bad about him. He was a hell of a player. He was a hell of a player. I don't think anybody said anything bad about him. You said he. You said he. He, he didn't know how to wear a mustache. Well, he tell you what, he knew how to catch a football. That's for sure. He had great hands. Great hands. It's true. I My mean, apologies. He did have great, great hands. hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. soft hands. Very soft hands. And, and, and second of all, uh, I don't know if you guys uh, maybe uh, took a little spin around uh, Twitter last night, but uh, your your old your old buddy Randy uh, had a little. Went back to the well on uh, on a sport that I don't even care about, and I got another one right, didn't I? What do you mean? What do you mean you got another I, one right? I got the I got the uh, the, the, the 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 twins uh, first pick. Uh, Wait, you you correctly predicted the twins first round draft pick. And can you pronounce his name again, please? Kioni Cavaco. There you go. Hold on, I'm going to go back. Let me go back in this timeline here. What's your handle again, Randy? Randy Vike sixty nine. I think I of did course, see this, of guys. Yeah. Randy Vike sixty. I think I did see this. <laughs> wow. What time? What time did the draft start last night? I need. I need timestamp confirmation. Six, six o'clock. Was six it? o'clock. Six o'clock Central time. time. Yep. Seven o'clock Eastern. Okay. Oh. This is from at Randy Vike sixty nine at five forty seven p.m. Central oh. time. Yeah. Okay. Looks like I got. Looks like I got that in under the wire, didn't I? I don't mock other sports with an incorrect apostrophe at all, but the <laughs> Twins will take a third baseman named Keone Cavaco. You're welcome. Yeah, Keone Cavaco. Wow. Who's casting stones? Wow. Come on. Wow. That's good. That's impressive. Did you, Way to go, uh, Randy. How did you know? You, you got to have good information, first of all. You gotta, you gotta know someone who knows some stuff, and you gotta trust them. You gotta, you know, mocking isn't just about your eyes and 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 who you think they should take or who you think they're gonna take. It's about, uh, you know, be, having a smell test for what the other teams are gonna do too. You know, so I don't I don't give a damn about baseball, but I just want to prove my moxie and show that wait, I, I can, I wait can a get second. into another sport. Wait a and second. I mock, and I got Keone Cavaco, and I nailed it. Wait I a second. I nailed Keone Cavaco. Somebody, uh, 
Hold on a second here. What? So, I just got a DM from somebody. He's a stud, too. He's a rangy third baseman. Yeah, I'm he sure, could, I'm sure he he's going to be great. Shortstop yeah. in the I just got a DM from someone with some screenshots from at RandyVikes69. That is indeed your account, right? That is. I, that, on Twitter, yeah. 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 I have, uh, other, I have other accounts other places. Yeah, so. Okay. Yeah, someone sent a screenshot. You actually made, uh, it looks like, at least 15 predictions of who the Twins were going to draft what? in the first round. Randy. And now they're all deleted no. except for the one that was correct. No, no, I I, I, I was workshopping some names, but I, I went with Cavaco in the end. You I were was wor- workshopping. Wor- Is that like woodworking, Randy? <laughs> workshopping? Well, I, well, no, everybody knows when you mock, okay, whether you're mocking one slot, one prediction in a 39-round draft, or you're mocking the whole full seven-round NFL, you, when you mock, you, you everybody workshops. You you get mm. you, 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 you go ahead, you do a one but point. Kuiper Kuiper and McShay, they're doing a, a 2-0, 3-0, a 3.5, a 4-0. I've even seen some people mock as high as a 14.0. So if I'm just going to go ahead and put one name out there and let it rest, that would be make me a, a, an idiot, a more bozo. You well, know? I mean, if you had like multiple mocks, Randy, I would understand that. But when you're just firing off, how many predictions? Yeah, did you say I'm just going to do a reading from his Twitter account here from last night. Here, right. uh, this all took place in the 20 minutes leading up to the major league draft. And Randy, I respect you, man. Uh, you're very good at this mock stuff, so I'm not trying to come down on you. I'm just trying to figure I don't out. Mock for, I, I mock for nothing other than the glory. Hmm. But you were just guessing in this case, and you guessed right after 15 well, I was, I guesses? I was workshopping names, Jeff. Okay, all right. Workshopping. Yeah, Jeff. That's that's so, my line from so, now on. I'm workshopping. So when you tweet, I don't mock other sports at all, but <clears> the <throat> Twins will take J.J. Gross, you're welcome. I don't mock other sports at all, but Twins will take shortstop Braden Shoemaker, you're welcome. I don't mock other sports at all, but Twins will take shortstop Gunnar Henderson, you're welcome. That's <laughs> called workshopping. Gunnar Henderson's a stud. I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that. Here, at all. I was so proud what, of you. What is your what, 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 So, so I wanted to see which ones felt right, and 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 workshop the name and get it out there and 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 feel it. You know, you're going to go up and you're going to propose. You know, to a to a gal. When I proposed to my 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 gal, I, I were di- since divorced, but but I put out. I, I tried a few different lines. I, I practiced. It's called pra- workshopping. You know, I. Uh, Kavako is a guy who I knew we were going to take, all right? Mm. So if you want to go ahead and, and call BS, you show me your mock, okay? Show me your mock. Did he hang up? Show me your mock. Is that sort of like <laughs> show me other things? Was it a euphemism? Was it, that's what I'm wondering. Is that got, why he was on house arrest for a while? It got super aggressive. No. That, that might have been actual arrest, actually. Yeah, we, yeah, that wasn't, oh. well, it started off as actual arrest and turned into a house situation. Like I said, I respect Randy. He's very good at this mock thing. I'm just trying to get to the bottom of this. I, I saw that last night. I don't think he'd right try pick. to dupe us. You don't think he'd try to dupe us, do you? Um, there have been situations before. Really? <clears throat> yeah, with a football draft. Was that three years ago, Phil? Make me snug. Was that three years back or two years back? Where we still don't know if it was Schrager. It was Peter Schrager, yeah. And he accused well, Rand- him of plagiarism on Twitter. Yeah, Randy came Randy came on our show and did his seven-round Vikings mock. Sure. He just pr- tried to predict all seven rounds of the Vikings draft. And uh, a couple people on Twitter pointed out hmm, that those seven picks look awfully similar to Peter Schrager's seven-round project- projection for the Vikings. 
And Randy turned it around and said, no, Peter Schrager yeah. copied his mock draft. I believe it. And, and got into on, a fight with Peter Schrager on Twitter. I think Schrager pretty much said, who are you? <laughs> Makes me snug. And then it devolved from there. So that's uh, that's your Kimberlin and Keichel watch for the day here on Mackie and Jeff with so Robbie. It went from the two pitchers to my beard problems to Randy. Randy's mocking yeah. and how accurately he mocked. Or how deceitful. Yeah. Oh, boy. We'll talk to Roy Smalley when we come back here about the 40-18, and 40-18 Minnesota Twins. Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app, Judd. Uh, first, I want to talk to you about my friends at Serta Pro Painters. All right, Craig Kimball can't make up his mind, right? And you're saying, Craig, you're an adult. Make up your mind. Well, I've got a simple one for you, because if Craig Kimbrell ever needed a room painted in his house, making up his mind, he wouldn't be like, I like this one and I like that one and I don't know hey, what to do. Judd, I hear Craig Kimbrell really paints the corners. Well, exactly right. And so does Dallas Keuchel. But I'm going to tell you right now, if they had to get a room painted, it would be from the folks at Serta Pro Painters because they are professionals. In fact, they came to my house and they painted my guest room and bath and they look like new. They look outstanding. I've got two words to describe them. Professional and thorough. Guess what? Now it's your turn to contact Serta Pro Painters. Feel the same satisfaction that I did. It helps that each Serta Pro Painters business, independently owned and operated, so it's right here in our community. I urge you to schedule your free estimate online, SertaPro.com, or by calling 800-GO-SERTA. That is SertaPro.com, or again, 800-G-O-C-E-R-T-A. That is Serta with a C. Remember, if you need anything painted, the decision is easy. Serta Pro Painters. We do painting, you do life. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500 and the Score North mobile app. Joining us now as he does every Tuesday at this time on this show. You catch him on Fox Sports North as part of the uh, Score North first place broadcast and also a former twin himself, Roy Smalley. Roy, how are you this afternoon? I'm uh, terrific. How about you guys? Doing well. Are you as surprised as we are that Craig Kimbrell and Dallas Keuchel are, are still unemployed? Nobody, not the, not the Twins or anybody else, has uh, signed a contract with those guys? Uh, yeah, I am, although it's a two-edged sword, isn't it? This uh, waiting till the, um, this, the draft and the compensatory picks and money that you'd lose if you signed somebody is over. Uh, the, uh, but at the, by the same token... They've been sitting around for two months, and, and I think people are, are, are leery of that. And I, I don't think they're sitting around has um, lessened their belief in how much money they should make. And so it's going gonna, it's gonna to take some time for the sides uh, to get together, however, whoever it works out for. So, Roy, uh, how long, in, in your mind, as a guy who played the sport professionally, how long is it going to take these two uh, to be set now, if and when, let's say they're signed within the next three days, to be set to play? And does it take Keuchel a longer time period than Kimbrell because he's a starter to actually get on a big league mound? Okay, second question first. I think it takes Keuchel longer, probably. Um, it, the big question is, really has to do with the first question. It has to do with what kind of shape they're in, what they've been doing. Uh, so if their legs are, you know, reasonably, uh, you know, in, in good shape, if they've been working hard that way, then it's a question of, uh, you know, where, where can your arm uh, back in? Kimbrell will need less time, you know, for that most, most likely. But, and, and especially for starters, it's about command, right? And when you haven't pitched to hitters um, in, well, since last September, um, it's it can be hard, I think, to 
to find that command in a short period of time. So um, they they'll I think Kimball will be ready would be ready sooner. Uh, and, but in any event, they're doing you know they're going and doing essentially you know rehab assignments or or, or however they're going to do that and and they'll there is such a thing as being in pitching shape and not just running shape and Jim Cott is a firm believer in that he wasn't for example I heard him talking about on our broadcast um, one night that he wasn't a big runner he was he believed that you that you just had to throw a lot you know to get your your, your legs pitching ready and I imagine there's a fair amount of, um, of truth to that for every every pitcher. Okay, Roy, uh, do you promise if they sign Craig Kimbrell, will you do the first five minutes of your first Fox Sports North uh, broadcast with your arm dangling off to the side like Craig Kimbrell <laughs> on camera? Well, I don't know if I can hold it there for five minutes, but I'll do it for I'll do it for a few seconds. Well, okay, if if you had if if and I, and there were and there were pitchers when when you played that had. You know, there's always pitchers with antics and and weird things. I mean, Mark Fidrich, for God's sakes. But like, if you're if you're in the batter's box and some dude with a beard who throws a hundred miles an hour is just staring in, dangling his arm, what would you be thinking at the plate? Is he is it a showman thing? What would you think? You know, I didn't. I wouldn't pay much attention to it. I I don't know why he does it. It's obviously just there's something that um, he started doing, and it, it either a felt good or B led to success or C both. Um, I never, I never paid much attention, you know, to that kind of stuff. I paid attention to the stuff, right. The the thing that was coming across the plate. And, um, you know, I mean, I, the the worst one I ever saw was uh, the mad Hungarian, you know, Roboski, Roboski, Al Roboski with the Royals who would, you know, walk, stalk back behind the mound and face center field and, and, and kind of put his head down as if he were in meditation or something. And then he'd, then he'd turn around and slam the, uh, you know, the uh, ball into his glove and walk up on the, you know, on the mound like, you know, he was all fired up and all that. And it was, it got a lot of play. But uh, in the, in, you know, in the, in, in the final analysis, a, a uh, uh, you know, the stuff, the stuff. I always wanted to. Uh, back out of the box with, you know, on him and, and, and do my meditation thing outside the box and then turn around and conk myself on the helmet with my back. <laughs> you know? <And>, <laughs> I, uh, I never really got the... Uh, it, it, I mean, I think that would have been pretty funny, but um, there, I, I remember one time in, in KC, he went you know, charging up the mound and threw a fastball down the middle. I hit it off left field wall and it, you know, it just... You know the crowd. The crowd's cheering. He, he stomps up on the on the mound like he's going to throw it through a brick wall, and and uh, I hit it almost through the wall, and and it, it quiets everybody down in a hurry. It, it it makes it it makes it look not as effective. <laughs> yeah, when you go through all that, all the histrionics, and then somebody hits a ball off the wall, everybody kind of looks at you and goes, "What was yeah. all that about?" Yeah. So, so, what is, so what's the point of that? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Once let's assume either of those two guys does get back in, into pitching shape as as you put it, Roy. How how helpful or or how good do you think either Kimbrel or Keuchel make this baseball team in relation to the rest of the American League? Well, I'm on record uh, way back in November uh, or early December saying that, that I you know I, I if I were the, if I were the Twins I'd sign Kimbrel. And uh, so um, I, I'm I'm bigger on the Kimbrel signing than I would be on Keuchel. I mean, uh, and 
I've got nothing against Keiko, and I think he would be a welcome addition to the starting staff, most likely. But I, I believe that uh, the, um, at least based on where we are today, what we've seen today, that if you were going to improve with one guy, and I thought this actually, it, I mean, I said this back in November, December, if you get, get one guy uh, that would uh, drastic, that would be the most significant improvement of the club, I would say it would be a closer for this team. And because it shortens the role and changes the role for everybody else out there into, into spots that are pretty comfortable for everybody, I think. And, you know, I mean, I, I think he's not going to get an opportunity for 40 saves this, this year, but, uh, you know, I, I just think the, what it does to the bullpen to have that guy for the ninth inning, if, you know, and the big question is if he can be effective after, after all of this, but I'm not so sure that, uh, the signing, even if it, even if it has, it takes him a while to get in shape and he's not as effective. And I don't think he's done after this year. I, I really think that, uh, this team is for real and to have a for real closer for the next two or three, uh, pretty good things. And, and if, if it turns out that he, he gets it right back this year, man, I think that makes the um, pitching staff formidable. Hot baseball take, Roy. I, I came out and said this after, well, watching a lot, but especially what he did on, on Sunday, both in the field and on the bases. I think Byron Buxton right now is the most exciting player. So not the best, okay? I think Byron Buxton is the most exciting player in baseball to watch because he is a nightmare defensively on the bases. He does so many things the teams have to counter or adjust to that he's he has now gone to a point of being the most exciting player in the sport. Your delineation of exciting rather than best is, um, I absolutely agree with. I said that uh, last year and the year before that. I said it last year when we was hitting a buck 80. Uh, you know, there's nobody else hitting a buck 80 that uh, would walk to the plate, and, and I kind of go to the edge of my, I, I pay attention because, just to see what he does because even when he makes an out, if it's a, if it's a, if it's a two hopper somewhere in the infield, just watching the infielders, you know, have their hair catch on fire trying to, you know, get ready to throw him out. At first base, it was just fun. You know, every time he bunted the ball, it was an event. So you're right, and and now he's swinging the bat better, and he's he was he's the best defensive player in in the game. So, yeah, I mean, I think he's incredibly exciting. Uh, most likely, the most exciting player of the game in, in the game. He certainly is for at least uh, you and me, Judd. Yeah. Uh, how many how many all stars do you think they wind up with? You know, it's really hard uh, out of Minnesota. I would just, I, I would just tell you for, you know, for whatever reason. But they've got, they've, they've got a a ton of guys that are deserving uh, to go. Uh, Barrios and Odorizzi and um, you know Martin Perez and Rosario for sure. Polanco for sure. Um, you know, I mean, you, you can you can rattle off you know, those guys. Uh, you know, very quickly and, and say those guys ought to, you know, they ought to go. But, you know, it's hard to get voted in uh, in Minnesota. And, and then it's a question of, you know, the manager's picks and, and uh, especially with the pitching staff and, and who, the, who the manager likes. And then if they take, uh, you know, if, if, a, if a pitcher were to get voted in, for example, or then – the, the twins represent are represented. Then it's then the manager's under no obligation to take anybody from the twins, and 
And then it's like, who, who does the manager like? So, you know, they're certainly deserving guys. I would expect that more than one guy will go, but at this point, I, you know, I wouldn't have any idea who it would be. Well, Roy, uh, the, the calendar turns to June here uh, from, from your last appearance to this one, and I think we're all, as you say goodbye here, I think we're all just trying to wrap our heads around 40 and 18. 40 and 18 as we sit here. And uh, I think mathematically they can actually clinch the division if they sweep Cleveland. <laughs> I, might, I might pop champagne if I sweep Cleveland yeah, but, this week. But you know, it is a, it is incredible because if they play, if they play 500 baseball the rest of the way, they walk away with it with 92 wins, I think, or something like that. And and there's nobody else in the division that's going to do that. I I, I don't believe. Um, so there's a long way to go. You know, we don't know yet. But I would tell you, it looks solid to me. And the reason it looks solid is because the performances are. It looked to me like they're based on guys doing what they are have a mind to do, right? I mean, the pitchers go out there and they've got a plan, and they throw the ball pretty much where they want to. I mean, that's not fluky. That's you know, that's just being good. And and the same thing can be said about uh, about the hitters. They walk up there with a, a plan. They execute the plan. And it's not like guys are um, you know like it's just a hot streak. It it feels. Right now, it feels pretty solid to me. Roy Smalley, Fox Sports North. We appreciate it, and we'll talk again next week. All right, guys. All right. right, uh, That was Roy Smalley, and it's Mackie and Jeb with Brahmi here. And we have, when we come back, more developments on the Craig Kimbrell-Dallas Keuchel front. Or at least, I don't know if it's new developments since we started the show, but it's definitely new to us from Joel Sherman, National Baseball Insider, with some information on the Twins and those two pitchers. We'll get to that. Let's talk about TCL TVs for a moment. You know what looks great on a TCL TV? A TCL 4K, 55-inch glorious TV like the two we have here in studio. Everything, right? But one thing or one category of things specifically, Rami. Sports? You're getting warmer. Hmm. Baseball. Now you're getting close. The Twins. You're getting even closer. Bombas. 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 Ah, Bombas. On a TCL TV. I'm telling you, if you're not watching Bombas fly out of the ballpark. Now, now, in fairness here, the Twins, they've kind of uh, been dragging on the Bombas, even though they took three games over the weekend. So we need more Bombas. And you need a TCL TV in your living room, in your bedroom. Maybe even if you want to get uh, aggressive, in your bathroom. That's right. I said it. Put a TCL TV in your bathroom. Be bold. Go to any major local retailer in the Twin Cities and find out about TCL TVs. I want a TV in my bathroom because, as you know, I don't take my phone in my bathroom. So I'm stuck in the 20th century reading newspapers while I'm sitting in there. If I could have a TV, I want a TV in the floor of my bathroom. A heated floor TV. Yes. I think we just, okay. Yeah. TCL, if you're listening. Yeah. Heated floor TV. That'd be awesome. Mackie and Jeb with Rami, innovators. Mackie and Jeb with Rami, all new Score North. If you haven't downloaded our free, free, free mobile app. So I have a, I have Apple CarPlay now in uh, Ooh, the new RAV4. Time. First time I've ever had a an Apple CarPlay thing on a regular basis in my car. And? Score, so people complain sometimes. It's AM radio. And like we appreciate if you listen really anyway, we appreciate it helps us. But... Now that uh, I've got Apple CarPlay, I can just tap the Scornless mobile app, and it's all it's all the same. That's pretty easy. awesome. So uh, you can download our mobile app, and you can listen live to Scornorth. You can listen on demand to Scornorth podcasts, and also read stuff like Judd's Dallas Keuchel update from today on Scornorth.com. This is from Joel Sherman. 
who is uh, Joel Sherman has become, I mean, there's like the Ken Rosenthal, Buster Olneys, but then there's like a second tier, like Jeff Passan. And Joel Sherman is kind of in that second tier of newsbreakers. Jeff Passan is top tier, though, right? Yep, he's okay. top tier. Right. What, what's the Mount Rushmore of MLB newsbreakers? Jeff Passan. changed, right? It's got to be Rosenthal. Rosenthal's got to be in there. It, Rosenthal, it used Olney. To be, it used to be Gammons, but now he's sort of retired more. So Rosenthal for sure. Passing for sure. Passing, yes, because he he's not ESPN's top guy. Buster probably is Kirchin still up there. Um, John Heyman, he always has scoops. John Heyman's definitely up there. John, I have a couple John Heyman stories, man. That guy is. <laughs> yeah, you're not. That guy loves himself from John Heyman. I was going to say, you, you might not be the biggest fan of John Heyman in this country. He pulled a "Don't you know who I am?" one time on some volunteer clubhouse, quote unquote, security guard at the sign in sheet. Yeah. Like, sir, I need you to sign in, and he turns around and like berates the guy for not knowing who he was. Like, Jesus, well, I mean, who John, what are you doing? Who wouldn't, right? But he breaks a lot of news, and he's really good at his job. So Joel Sherman has a piece right now on NewYorkPost.com. Why hasn't Dallas Keuchel signed yet? It's complicated, and it goes through kind of where things are at. He has a text from Scott Boris in here where Scott Boris says, nothing imminent because teams are sequestered in their draft rooms. Mm-hmm. So that might be a thing. Once you get through the draft, is today? Today's the end of the draft, right? Or is tomorrow? They, I think they're grinding through picks all day today, and then. But I'm guessing if like Craig Kimball says, "All right, I'm in," you could probably pull Derek Fowler. I was going to say somebody might leave Brian the draft Cashman. room. Yeah, it's not that. Once you get to the 34th no, round, no, we're in the 65th round. I can't leave. Yeah. So Joel, I'm going to read just from his tweet. If the whole thing is on NewYorkPost.com, but here's what it, his tweet's very interesting. He says. Here's a link to some thoughts and theories on why Keuchel has yet to sign. Hashtag Yankees, hashtag Phillies, hashtag Twins, hashtag Cardinals. Most common speculation I got from the industry, Keuchel to New York, Kimbrel to Minnesota. It was mainly speculation, though one exec said Kimbrel is a twin priority. Wow. So he's saying of all the information he's gathered, Keuchel to the Yankees, and Kimbrel to the Twins, not like official, but that's the direction this is headed. But this makes the most sense, right? Because I, I was told flat out they were interested in both but would not sign both. So if you're going to sign one, the bullpen help now makes perfect sense. And and the thing about the expenditure that also makes sense is look at their payroll right now. There's room. Now, I don't think there's room for two, but there's room for one. So if you prioritize this, and my guess is that Kimbrell is going to sign a two-year deal with an option, if not a straight three-year deal. So if you put the pieces together here, and it's Kimbrell, the Twins make perfect sense. They do. It makes it, but it's not a. It's not a. Well, the Twins don't spend. It's a no. They, they've obviously saved some cash here. They've got the opportunity here. In Keiko's case, I think there's a good chance that it's a one-year deal, and then he's done again. In Kimbrell's case, it seems more like he is pursuing a three-year deal. But if it's for 45, I'd do that when you guys, we've talked yeah. about this. Yes. I'm in for, well, at one point I was in for three years and $60 million. Okay. And I'm probably still in for that. I'd rather that third year be some kind of a like a mutual option so that if his arm explodes, you can at least get $20 million back in that third year. I know but, this isn't going to inspire confidence in Twins fans, the analogy that I'm just about to make. But just because it didn't work or hasn't worked yet in this particular scenario I'm about to lay out doesn't mean it was necessarily the wrong decision. The Vikings felt like they were on the doorstep, knocking on the door, 
of being a Super Bowl team. And the results on the field sort of bared that out. So they saw that and in one offseason pushed all their chips to the center of the table on Kirk Cousins. And they probably thought the best chance to strike and win that Super Bowl was in year one of the Kirk Cousins era because it looked like that Vikings defense was at the height of their powers. So you add this quarterback to this defense, and the Vikings thought, we have a great chance to win a Super Bowl this year, and we're going to invest in three years to get that guy in a Vikings uniform for this year. I think you can say the same thing about Craig Kimbrell. You're going out and getting him primarily for this year, but the compromise is, the concession that you make is, you're giving him a three-year deal. You're pushing your chips to the middle of the table by signing Craig Kimbrell to a three-year deal with the hopes that he puts you in position to contend and possibly win a World Series this year. And whatever happens after that, you'll figure it out then. But you're in a position right now to strike. And if that means sacrificing money or whatever the case might be somewhere down the line, that's the sacrifice you have to make. You know, and I know that we always, with free agents, we tend to look at it from a from sort of a one-way street perspective. Why wouldn't the Twins sign this player? And, well, well, the player gets to decide where they want to live and play and, you know, family and all those things. And so you know, even if the Twins don't get Craig Kimball, it's possible that they are making a large financial commitment and offer that's on the same level as other teams, and he decides, oh, I'd rather play for Team B instead. So that's a possibility. But And I, and, and I, what I'm about to say comes from a guy who's been nauseated for years by the narrative that like the, the, the Twins are, because the poll ads are cheap, the Twins are being held back, and... You know, the twins spend where they should spend according to baseball economics, and we've we don't have to hash all that out. So I've always been, I've always been the let's find other things to criticize them for guy. Let's criticize them for not being creative or not pushing chips in when they should strategically. Well, the next two months, whether it's with Dallas Keuchel and Craig Kimbrell in free agency, or whether it's trading prospects for players, this is put your money where your mouth is territory for the first time in a decade for the twins. They are wide open to criticism. I don't think they're wide open if they just don't sign Craig Kimbrell, but they're wide open if in two months from now they haven't made a huge move of some kind. Yeah, they need to add. To put their roster over the top for October. There's there's very few things that can happen between now and July 31st that would that would make me pump the brakes on that statement. Like They'd have to literally lose 15 games in a row, and they might still be leading the division if they lose 15 games in a row. That's the amazing part. <laughs> if they lose 15 games in a row, they're still several Let's games above that, 500. Right, I Let's don't, not I don't, test that theory out. But, but this is where it's okay to overpay in prospects or money yeah. for something that might help you win a World Series in October right now. The difference... I think this time, too, is this. Derek and Thad have and are not afraid to do things their way. Two years back, this team was contending, started uh, to slump in July, right? And they're like, it's not that good. And, and now now they made the one-game wildcard playoff. I get that. But they made very questionable trades based on a philosophy which was not being cheap. It was saying, we need to go get more prospects. Our our system is not deep enough. And so they, they made those trades. And I think the guy who was in charge of the team objected. I think the players did. And I know that the fans did. But that was an indication to me of the fact that these guys are going to do things their way, which which is why I would be surprised if they don't get help. 
because this is not based on on trying to serve outside people. And the most important thing with these two that I think this club has lacked for years and years now, and Terry uh, certainly went in this direction, was being afraid to screw up. If I trade Aaron Hicks, yeah, but what happens if, right? Yeah, go find another Aaron Hicks. Right, but that's the, what these guys are but, like. But these guys don't strike me as being afraid. They strike me as as doing things in a, a way that they basically deem to be best. And, and the fans might not always agree with that philosophy. But I will be shocked if these guys don't get a starter and bullpen help because both. You'd, both, be, both, they, you'd be shocked if they didn't do both. Both eventually. Yes. Wow. And that's why I firmly believe that the Kimbrel talk is real. Yeah, these guys these guys come from aggressive front offices. And now like, yeah. the, the Indians were an aggressive front office when the time was right, but the Indians never throttled down to become a top five payroll team. The Rangers were always kind of in that. They might have popped up near top five at one point. So they come from front offices that were aggressive within the economic structure that baseball sort of lays out for teams, right? right. Yeah. And I think these guys are going to... I think these guys have been purposely not signing multi-year contracts. They've purposely avoided signing Cody Allen to a three-year contract or some of these other guys that have been in free agency. Lance Lynn, people thought that guy's going to sign, this is a year, year and a half ago, a three-year, $30 million contract. And I think if they would have done that back in January of 2018, I think all of us would have said in the moment, all right, yeah, Lance Lynn's got a great track record. But I think they've purposely laid the roster out this way with a bunch of up-and-coming young guys and veterans on one-year deals mm-hmm. so that when the time comes, to the window's open and the time has come to jump through it, it can be a bad contract or it can be a guy that you're maybe maybe you're paying for past performance more than future performance, and that's okay. I also think they set it up this way so that if this season didn't go the way that it's been going, they had a parachute to pull as with yeah. Nelson Cruz as a valuable trade chip. At the deadline, if Jonathan Scope had any sort of season, yeah. even though the Twins weren't doing well, he'd be a valuable trade trip trade chip at the deadline. That's a fun exercise. Like, imagine if they weren't in contention, but, well, this wouldn't happen. Like, if they weren't in contention, they wouldn't have, like, C.J. Crone with 13 home runs. Cause, right, like, yeah. But if you just started if you offloading took, these one-year deals no, right but now. But if you took any one of those guys individually, let's say that the Twins season isn't going. Let's say Byron Buxton, Max Kepler, Rosario, Polanco, all the homegrown talent is is falling short of expectations this year. But still, C.J. Crone is having himself a season. Jonathan Scope is having himself a season. Nelson Cruz is having himself a season. Now you trade those guys if this season didn't go the way that it's going, and you just stockpile assets and, and start this rebuild all over again. I really think that this season determined when the Twins were planning on opening the window on winning. And if it didn't happen this year... They probably keep that window shut and stick a bar in it for two more years. And this is not ultimately as good as this team has been to date. This is not the team. Like there's guy, there are guys on this roster right now who are going to get paid, and it's not going to be this team. Scope, you've got options there. Polanco can move to second base. So yeah, I think as I've said for a while now, I think that this team was built on two tracks, which is this team right now, which. If they're good, that's fantastic. If they're not, you, you can trade guys off. But then there's that next prospect-laden team that's starting to develop now that's got Rosario and Buxton and that entire list of players. Yeah. Just a couple more notes here from this Joel Sherman article on NewYorkPost.com. It's mostly about Dallas Keuchel, but there's some interesting nuggets about the Twins and Craig Kimberlin here, too. Keuchel and Kimberlin both turned down the qualifying offer 
back in the fall of last year, which was for just under $18 million, one-year $18 million contract. So to save some face, there's at least the perception that both guys need at least the minimum prorated portion of $18 million. Let's eliminate Kimbrell from this discussion because executives I talk to say Kimbrell is still trying to score a multi-year deal, and one executive described him as the priority for the Twins. And so he's going at this from a Yankees perspective. Neither of the New York teams appear after Craig Kimball right now, while the Yankees are very much interested in Dallas Keuchel. The fact that the Yankees and the Mets, a couple teams with money to throw around, money to absorb, and a willingness to sign guys to to bad multi-year contracts, the fact that according to Joel Sherman, those teams are out is a win for the Twins. Because now you've taken a couple big-time poker players off the table with a bunch of chips, At any given time, if the Yankees want to or the Mets want to, they have so much more revenue coming in with TV deals and merchandise and everything. They have so much more money coming in. They can sit at any poker table with the Twins and say, well, unless you want, I mean, like we're just going to keep throwing money. Yeah, they can make you fold. They can force you to fold. And they've folded, according to this, on Craig Kimbrell. That's really interesting to me. I saw a report last night that the the Mets were trying to be in on that deal. potential for Kimbrel and he basically said uh-uh which is very smart mm-hmm. I'm not going to the Mets yeah the Met the Mets can pay me a lot but guess what they're a dumpster fire yeah um real quick here there are tornado warnings around the Twin Cities I just want to mention like in the metro area it's it's the the, the skies have sort of opened up the last couple hours but there are sirens and tornado warnings happening right now in and around the metro area so if you're listening to us live right now be safe Take cover. You can always turn to 5 Eyewitness News if you're home and you're listening. You can check out Channel 5 and 5 Eyewitness News to stay up to date minute by minute on the weather. If you want to stay up to date minute by minute on Craig Kimbrell's status, we're the place. Yeah, just but like up, we're, we're trying up, to be safe. Pull up that Score North app Kimbrell and find warning. shelter. <laughs> yeah. If this was a Kimbrell watch, we wouldn't say much about it. I think we're still in Kimbrell watch mode, but I'm excited for like Kimbrell warning mode. a warning and Keuchel definitely. I know watch. we can't yeah. do this because of federal regulations, <laughs> but if it was possible, I would love to put together uh, uh, an EAS for a Kimbrel signing. Like this is not a test. Craig Kimbrel has signed with the Twins. Doing that during the middle of a tornado warning. <laughs> it's pretty risky. pretty risky. Like come out with that annoying tone, like eon, eon. Oh, I did. no, no. Right, we're putting this together, and I'm using that as the tone. Yeah. I'm not using the actual. What was that noise? What was that? That's kind of a donkey, but it also... I was going to say, it sounds like a donkey. (laughs) There's also our drop for tomorrow. Yeah, he provides more drops than anyone ever. That's amazing. Yeah, you're you're a drop machine, Rami. That was something right there, what that noise was. Eon, eon. Hey, speaking of reckless speculation, the Minnesota Timberwolves were linked credibly to a top star in the NBA. But where would they find the money to bring this player on board? We talk about that. On the all-new Score North, it's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Uh, all right, if you own a business, this is uh, this is a good time to listen up here because Federated Mutual Insurance Company is here for you as a business owner through the ups and the downs, the problem-solving, taking care of employees, the everyday grind that goes in to running a business. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company like Federated that gives you peace of mind as you navigate all of those challenges. And the best part about Federated, yes, you'll get a policy, and it'll be a great policy, and they have tons of experience on the policy side. But you also benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Federated 
has all kinds of experience in different areas to help your business thrive. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local marketing representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. Mackie and Jeb with Ron.